The 19th of November, Rotterdam riot, blood, glass, fire, bullets, and rage. It's the bloodiest, and I can, to my opinion, the bloodiest riot the Netherlands has seen for quite a while. Welcome to Secure Mindset, the channel where we think before we protect. Now, before I want to cover this topic, this extremely sensitive topic, I have some things that need to be addressed and a few words and a disclaimer. At Secure Mindset, we talk about protection, rescue and lifestyle and the mindset that comes with it. In some videos and some of my podcasts, I also covered morals and ethics for protection professionals on this channel. In this matter, I hope that I, as a security officer, can provide an interesting perspective as I'm not bound currently to a public entity due to my position. I do also due to my position, I have experienced the current measures both as a protection professional, not bound to government interests, and as a Dutch citizen. Sometimes as a protection professional needing to uphold matters, dealing with frustrations from both a government, fellow protection professionals, and not taking on contracts or positions where I don't agree with Member Point as a protection professional and as a citizen. I put out in this podcast, I'll try to put out a neutral perspective to as much as possible. As that is what I think a good protection professional should do. No matter the, what the interests of the protection professional is bound to. I try to look from all perspectives to the best of my abilities. That from a protection professional and that of a Dutch citizen. And maybe... Also, from a global perspective. Disclaimer. This content may not be used to fuel your agenda. This content may not be used to uh, to rile up and uh, is not designed to rile up polarize crowds and cause further divide in our societies and support structures in this world. This content is not intended to be political in any shape or form. And this video contains reference to laws however this is not proper advice for law and should be taken from a legal advisor i've done my best to gather this information and make it factual and accurate as possible and try to remain neutral as possible however due to amount of information it becomes harder to dissect what is true and what is BS. This is to both to blame on the people who are putting out the information from all sides, wherever government, public, private, no matter where that information comes from, it's mostly curated these times. Wherever intentionally or unintentionally causing misinformation, and to those who will try to twist my words, shame on you and your honor. I hope that you share, like this content so you can get a perspective and help others to gain a perspective on this measure. And 
Also, YouTube, shame on you for for removing the dislike button, as that is a form of censorship as well. End of disclaimer. Again, I'll try to put things from into perspective from both the Dutch side, uh, the Dutch police, the Dutch citizens, the Dutch government, global, and what I think that maybe the future holds. I condemn any violence that has been used from both sides. Yet the secure mindly, the secure mindset greatly understands that violence is a tool, one tool that can be used to use destruction to achieve a certain goal, whether it's defend yourself, to further an agenda, or to straight up use recklessness. First, we need to understand what happened. What happened? What happened is that on currently yesterday, the 19th of November 2021, was the result of a lot of years of bad censorship, bad political agendas, distrust, possible corruption in both public and private entities, and endless amounts of frustration from the Dutch citizens with Dutch government and sometimes even politi uh, European politicians and politics as we are in the Netherlands, quietly bound to most of the European policies and our government mostly follows European policies. The frustration among Dutch citizens uh, has been building up for quite a while now. One of the problems was is that we were uh, dealing with a tax problem bound to our government, which I will refer to later on in this video and podcast. And personally, I do think that the riots of yesterday do not only matter only to the corona restrictions. There has been a lot of frustration coming out lately uh, due to tightening government policies, due to uh, C-19 uh, restrictions uh, and uh, <clears throat> more censorship. Yesterday, that tension snapped where it's planned or unplanned by the rioters. The police fired warning shots and eventually fired live rounds directly at people, injuring multiple people, and there have been messages of possibly killing somebody, but I can't confirm the exact information of somebody being killed. So please be careful with that information. Exact numbers are all over the place, so I'm not naming them as I'm not certain about the number. What you need to do uh, know about the Dutch culture of uh, the culture of the Dutch people in the Netherlands. Before we get into this very very matter, the Dutch people are generally law-abiding, progressive, uh, and but passive-minded culture that likes rules, laws, and regulations. Politics are mostly leaning left-leaning, sometimes central on the scale, but if you need to put them really in a political box. Our parliament is parliament structure is pretty interesting, but I'm not going to uh, go within that at this podcast. Dutch people like direct communication and speak up when they don't agree with something. So 99% of 100% out of the times, we are quite peaceful, a trading country without much trouble. We like peace in uh, peaceful and tolerant ways. 
we don't bear arms, uh, just like most of the other European countries. And it's generally frowned upon in the Netherlands if you bear an arm or a knife or anything with you on the streets. So, the current circumstances with added pressure are quite interesting and very unusual for the Netherlands. The direct communication part, in combination with that we are quite stubborn, but a creative bunch, means that when pressured and overcooked, we will refer to our Gusen mentality, which is orienting of the, our culture during the 80 years of war. In 1618 until something more. <laughs> Today went, but to say to pressured, and taken away our freedoms because we are generally a, a, a very free, uh, we were a very free um, country. Don't mess with the Dutch or you'll face resistance, grand resistance, if people will try to take away freedoms on a massive more scale. Now let's get into the perspectives. I have a few perspective interpretations from myself. That's it, uh, protect, uh, the, the perspective interpretation of the Dutch police and for me as a security professional, what happened? The perspective from, and for me interpretation from the rioters, the perspective and interpretation from a Dutch citizen the protect uh, the perspective and interpretation from the Dutch government, the perspective of the global world and its society with its agendas, and after that the aftermath and what I expect and the future as a protection professional with all this going on. So let's start with the perspective of the Dutch police, and with that I want to start off with a little bit of Dutch culture. The coat of arms in the Netherlands is Jematindrai, and I hope that I'm pronouncing that the right way. Meaning in Dutch, ik zal handhaven, what will literally translate to I will maintain or I will uphold. For this English translation, I probably slaughtered the meaning and definition, but I hope that I got it through. Why did I start with this? Is it, it, it means that part of I will maintain or I will uphold literally is engraved within the Dutch culture. It's within the Dutch coat of arms to my perspective. And an important thing to keep in mind that when pressured and uh, looking at any protection professional in any circumstance, especially in a confrontational situation, is that a protection professional, no matter his profession, whatever he's security, police, law enforcement, military, firefighter, even EMS or cyber, is bound to protect what he's there for to do. That being said, a protection professional needs to put his safety, and by law, he can do that most of the time, and where applicable, defend himself and his colleagues and his environment from harm 
and property from harm. And sometimes, in the Dutch definition, honor. Although that's becoming an old definition, sadly. That means if you start putting pressure on him with the tool of violence, that means he has the ability to defend himself. Especially when that harm is directly directed towards the protection professional. This can cause and move forward a reaction or provocation by the protection professional themselves and will use the tool of violence to achieve a goal. And hopefully he will use the tools that are applicable to that situation. When pressure and Assumed, directed an aim and harm to life or to himself, colleagues, a police officer can use sometimes his weapon when his life is threatened. Because this wasn't just fireworks thrown at them. There were bombs. Just look at the footage. This and many reasons that are not on camera are very likely that the media won't portray or are unable to portray is the reason why the police will produce a firearm in the Dutch laws we call Noodweer. For this video I need to accurately define that to be understood. Because if I literally translate that term to English the term will translate to literal bad weather. And I don't think that that term does it justice. But to interpret for you, bad weather means literally like in a, um, let's speak about it figuratively. That under bad weather, you can, um, when under a threat of violence and being used violence or circumstances against you, you can use the same measure that is being used against you too. Referring to the law book, Dutch law book of Strafrecht, article 41.1 SR. I'll try to explain this concept to the best of my abilities. So here's a short lesson in self-defense rights in Dutch law. In Dutch law, nowhere uh, is a right justifying ground. Meet in the meaning that in circumstances of nowhere you are able to defend yourself proportionately to the violence that is being put out to you. However, note that in 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 this case, if you are being punched, you can punch back, and in the case of police, using the spiral of violence. An amount of violence that is being produced to you, you can legally, in uh, most of the time, use a tool that is applicable to that situation. Okay, got it. However, nowhere shot should not be with confused with nowhere excess, meaning that there is an excessive amount of nowhere, meaning that. 
in your terms of self-defense, you went too far. Uh, sometimes killing the person uh, or uh, doing unnecessary or over amount of damage being unpro uh, out of proportion of the self-defense act that you were trying to do. Very, very simply explained. For example, um, you were fighting and you hit the guy so hard you were uh, you were going blindsided and you just kept on punching uh, and uh, by that punching in your self-defense he hit the uh, a curb and of the reason of him hitting the curb he died. Very simply explained. And I'm sure that somebody can explain better than I can. Uh, but and somebody can correct me on this please if I if I do say that differently please say that that I'm wrong in this case or give a better example I will really appreciate that the police has special law uh, that orders uh, that when a police order themselves they cannot be charged with that act of the order it's a law uh, both nowhere excess and um, the and the, the case of the police part when ordered are um, not um, right justifying grounds but uh, a release of guilt okay so that means that he is guilty of doing it released the guilt of the act um, I'm trying to explain that in English to the best of my abilities and I'm very likely to be off in English due to this cases it can be portrayed that in some times the wrong tool has been used or over excessive force has been used for the matter and in that case the part of the protection of the protection professional and then I mean the professional part can be put a question sometimes legitimately and sometimes illegitimately illegitimately by framing causing a redemption by citizens as they get triggered as they only see one side of the story now that doesn't mean that when legitimate find cause that this is a very concerning matter we have seen that a wrongful decision by a protection professional can cause a huge divide in our support structures from us as a protection professional but also the support structure and societies of a normal citizen just like any protection professional sometimes you need to use the tools at hand to deal with the situation and sometimes you make a, a judgment in a very quick second and you make the wrong judgment which always will be backpedaled and i'm not absolutely not for the people who are listening i'm not justifying any other grounds of over excessive force but we have to deal with it and sometimes and I am um, I I can assure you that we as protection professionals 
I'll just put it we, that we sometimes get very frustrated with the court system, politics, and all the other other measures that we need to deal with, both personally and professionally, need to deal with it. To me, that same matter and uh, the secure mindset, it's very important that as a protection professional, that the protection professional must understand what agendas are being played and driven. It's important to stand the bigger picture as much as possible. As the protection professionals, we are in front lines when our agendas are being played out. And sometimes we are the tools of that agenda. As we are the long arm of an agenda or government or um, points of view or um, general accepted ability of uh, understanding of society, which we call laws. So again, that's why it's so essential for you as a protection professional to recognize and see what is being played out currently. And when we don't do that and still man the front lines and yes, I get it, you need income, but sooner or later we as protection professionals will become of the part of the problem, possibly. And in that case, I say granted that we get the heat of forward. It's sometimes maybe at this point of view and this talking about this case that's currently going on and the perspective of a protection professional and the police and from my perspective of what's been going on. That play stupid games, win stupid prices is a saying that's being a lot used in the protection professionals by protection professionals but this is also true for all parties involved perspective and perspectives of course interpretations and agendas including the government politicians riots rioters citizens and the protection professionals themselves play stupid games win stupid prizes In order to that, and I know I'm jumping a bit, you must understand that from the perspective of a protection professional, we don't want to fire our weapons. I can only imagine what those police were thinking when they found it necessary to fire live rounds at protesters. And talking with a lot of protection professionals, I can certainly tell you that most protection professionals eventually will in some parts mentally suffer for it as it's not our duty most of the times to enjoy it all right it's not enjoyable to shoot somebody and we will suffer mentally for it sooner or later now, I can't judge the situation, and I'll keep my personal opinions out of the matter if it was justified to shoot or not, because I wasn't there. Uh, and even I found from the footage that's being provided, it's hard to make a good judgment call if it was the right act or not. And it's even that, it's in hindsight. 
But what I do find is that the position was extremely extreme. The Robin, that the position that there the place was in was very extreme. But one thing that I can't seem to find that even a water cannon was used. I can't see footage where tear gas was being used. Well, it's usually a step before that. But I also couldn't see the situation what led to the police producing a firearm and warning shots. And after that, live fire directed to somebody. And, at a, and even that, I can't see if it was directly aimed at, at a particular somebody or it was just shoot, shot at somebody that was part of the crowd. Then there becomes another problem in there. When you shoot a firearm, to my best of my knowledge, in an environment with already a lot of uh, kaboom and explosions going on, in a culture that is not familiar with a lot of firearms, and the sound of a real firearm going off in a hectic environment we generally don't realize until it's too late we don't recognize the sound of a firearm generally especially not in an explosive environment and not even directly seeing it we just ignore it now I hope that this was a part of the perspective of the Dutch police and some culture. Now let's go to the opposite side and see the perspective uh, interpretation from me. From the perspective of the rioters. As we already discussed that the violence is a tool to achieve a certain goal or agenda. Now, personally, as a protection professional, I understand the power and the that the tool of violence has. However, the problem of the tool of violence that it sometimes even divides more than you want to. Um, sometimes, indeed, peaceful protests are more effective, sometimes even way more effective than uh, just... A violent protest. Now I get that. I absolutely get that. To some point. The amount of frustration. Has been put out there. That for some reason. Emotionally. People need to react in a way. That exerts their emotion. In this case. That's get reacted to. The protection professional. And I condemn that. You should not, in my perspective, fury your rage against the wrong entity. Now, to one point is that people are being pressured until there has no other options anymore than to put out violence is usually one of the last resorts for people that are feeling frustrated, fearful, uh, want to stand up to something and don't have or find another way to deal with that situation at hand. 
And then you'll get direct attacks towards law enforcement and police, um, politicians, government entities, but also the destruction of pr public property, which I condemn. Why are you aiming as a rioter your anger towards something that did not do harm to you? I don't get that at all. Why do you need to set fire to other people's property that didn't do or had anything to do with the point of rioting? And one thing that is important to note is as a rioter, rioters often underestimate the, the power that the group has upon them. Anybody can be that rioter in the right circumstances for the people who are not able to understand the perception of a rioter. So Robin, why are you coming from? Well, I have been in a riot position, but not in a position from the riot standpoint. I, in my academy times, that point of rioting was to help assist the police with training, with training circumstances. So we were throwing blocks and sticks and everything at the police uh, in order to train them in the training scenario and then everything was cool. All right. So I have some idea and a perspective what it is to be a rioter, quote unquote. Basically, I get that a rioter wants to put out his frustrations out there because he has no other options to put out that frustration than violence anymore. He has usually tried anything. He's been censored. He's been spoken down to. He's been called crazy. He's been called divided. He's been dehumanized, which is a part that government is easily able to do. And a part where protection professionals are really vulnerable to harm others using the tool of dehumanization, which I condemn. Causing and upheaval amongst people who otherwise would be peaceful to start to riot. Now, let's talk from the perspective of a Dutch citizen. And I do think that we need to look at the point for the discussion of the essential meaning of authoritarian according to Miriam Webster www.miriam.webster.com dictionary authoritarianism the essential meaning of authoritarian there we go expecting or requiring people to obey laws not allowing personal freedom Full definition of authoritarian. One, 
relating to or favoring submission to authority or authoritarian <coughs> parents. Of relating to or favoring a concentration of power in a leader or elite not constitutionally responsible to the people. An authoritarian regime. Now there has been a divide which been, has been propagated by the means of dehumanization and um, calling people names and divide, divide and conquer. And this is not only happening with here in the Netherlands, but let's try to put it from a Dutch citizen on what's happening. We have one group that is trying to establish a feeling of safety and security. And we have the other group who is trying to establish a free feeling of freedom. One thinks that one is better than the other. One thinks that one gives the other. The problem is that both parties need accountability and responsibility. And both when not upholded can cause an illusion in perspective of your reality. For those put plainly. Yeah. That can be quite interesting. As sometimes you can't have both. And at the feeling and of safety and security. You'll need to give up some points of freedom in order for you to get safety and security. Now, there's a reason why I put feeling there. Because there is a difference between reality and feeling. Again, facts don't care as about your feelings, as Ben Shapiro likes to say. But that same is the part at the feeling of freedom. Because when people find that they are more cooperative, maybe find that they that their feeling of freedom uh, has been uh, less cooperative, that their freedom of safety uh, has been infringed. Um, I'm not making sense there, <laughs> but let's try that over. Um, one, people may find the, the problem that the, the feeling of safety and security has been infringed. So they act in a way in their surroundings and uh, go with their and interact with their surroundings when with, with their feeling that their environment isn't safe and secure. That feeling has been infringed. They, they feel like that feeling has been lost. That's the reason why we as protection professionals and uh, protective entities, uh, uh, a government usually is there to give the feeling of safety and security, even when it not might always be there. And in order to do that, we have to take some freedoms away in order to give them a feeling of safety and security. Then we have the other group who is trying to establish a feeling of freedom. Who find that more important than the feeling of safety and security. In those groups 
will always be in conflict with each other. They will always be in conflict with each other. As I, I, one of the earlier podcasts and videos that I did, one of the things that comes forward is one of the examples of the supermarket. You can try to establish a point of feeling and uh, feeling of safety and security by putting a guard there, putting everybody locked down, and controlling everybody's bags if nobody's carrying a bomb. We can do that, absolutely. But then your feeling of freedom is going to be at fringe at a point when you're at the store because your feeling of freedom and privacy is being infringed because the security guard is looking through every bag seeing if you don't have a bomb with you then the feeling of freedom is infringed and privacy and the both those those let's 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 not condemn the, them all they are all are very very important but balance is hard because you can't have the one without the other. And one group, the, the group of feeling and safety, that needs that feeling of safety and security uh, is more okay with the Dutch culture coming back forward and round of rules and regulations because that gives a sense of feeling of safe and security that helps us feel safe and security and generally in normalized society that is the general way that it we we think that it should go but total freedom like literal total freedom is not everything as well so the point of the group of the, the feeling of safety and security group has got a point because if you have total freedom to do anything you want trust me that's uh, that without rules or regulations that's not good either but now we have discussed both of these groups and the interpretation that currently is going on is that there is a divide between those two groups. The one that is trying to f establish a feeling of safety and security and the one that is trying to establish a feeling of freedom. And these two are now fighting with each other, literally. <laughs> so, yeah. The Dutch citizens have been trying to deal with more restrictive environments from the government, from European policy, from global policies, uh, from with censorship. And I can see that the divide is slowly adding up and slowly adding up. And the group that is, uh, that is valuing virtue of freedom um, above the, the feeling of safety and security has been feeling more heat and heat and heat and heat and it can't let out that frustration and they can't let out that frustration because that frustration gets uh, gets put down they are not able to echo they are able they are getting censored well the well, a group of the safety and security group uh, that needs that feeling of safety and security group such to feel even more unsafe because here is these guys of the uh, the the guys who, are, who value more freedom are coming in and they are uh, 
you say we want it back we want uh we want the restrictions that were we want to loosen your rules and regulations we let it go please let it go because we are not feeling free and you can put that in the shoes of the government that the the point of the feeling a safety sec security group is going like no more rules and regulations i don't feel safe enough yet okay so the citizens are trying to deal with that matter a very hard and important matter now let's took on the perspective and interpretation from the dutch government how would you deal with a problem like this going on it's 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 trust me it's got goddamn hard um to make decisions again as the protection professional you need to make split second decisions well the dutch government has some more time to make uh, decisions they will carry hopefully the responsibility to put that through wherever you think that the government if you're in the safety fitting of if you're in the safety and security group or if you're in the loving more freedoms group but we can't both acknowledge that as a government with laws that i currently have we i need to try to bend it because i need to create new powers for myself to uh, deal with this matter that's going on and whatever you interpret that is a good or a bad thing okay i'll keep my personal opinion about uh, out of this as much as i can but what happened from in the dutch government is that they basically fired themselves a while back uh, and they the government has stepped down because they were um being pressured by the opposition due to a building pressures over her tax scandal that displaced a lot of dutch citizens causing families to rupture children to be placed out of their homes divorces and suicides that to the day that to this day has not been fixed on when this podcast being made being made and also from the dutch citizen point of view we can see that there has been conflicts of interest within the dutch government which contributes to inequality and uh, more interpretation and not able to fend it out and not having uh, the uh, accountability and that's the part what the rioters are trying to achieve they want accountability which they are not able to get through the means that the the other ways that they can do and to find they're f so frustrated with this point of accountability that they can't um they want to hold somebody accountable for it basically perspective riot here um goes in this case it's not always with rights that way not always but generally it comes to trying to hold something or someone or an ideological way to be accountable and with the idea of the government as they are in the safety and security role um, the feeling of safety and security role for themselves as they are feeling the pressure possibly from the guys that are valuing the safety and security part that they want to hey get this on um i i, I need to 
uh, as they are personally feeling the heat, not only as a government, but also from the opposition. They are trying to put out more restrictions because if you put out more restrictions, it keeps them nice and away out of arm's length and it keeps it nice and safe. Because I need to hold that, uh, that feeling of safety and security as a government. Generally, no matter if a government is progressive, yes or no, um, in my idea, governments are really should be careful and usually are careful with um, policies putting out there slowly, slowly, slowly. So that's why governments should not usually usually do poof at one time all of the government uh, policies at once. But gradually increasing the knob at a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, increasing the pressure. And in order to make it be normalized in a current society and support structure, because the government is a support structure. We need, we need some point of governance and leadership um, in this world. As that is our human nature, we can't go without it. Um, we need, but not in the structure that is currently going on uh, with uh, power and corruption. So, with that feeling, the heat and putting more more on the knob, you get the protection professionals. We are like, huh, we need to do something. Uh, their support structures who are literally burning for us. Uh, what to do now? That that becomes a, a more of a problem. Now let's look at the perspective of the global world with its societies and its agendas. Well, as mentioned, there are more. There's more at stake right now, which I, I'm certain that there is more at stake, but I don't know what. Um, I can't, can't look behind closed doors, um, but we can see that there is more pressure putting out on all of societies right now. And yeah, that that. I'm, I'm, that, that makes me coming more forth uh, about the next topic that's the aftermath and what I expect in the future as a protection professional now this is more of an opinion piece of the podcast okay um, just to start it all we'll see the government trying to again uphold more things and uh, trying to uh, turn up the knob causing more violence from both sides from the, the safety and security group and uh, more division from the safety and security group to the, uh, the ones that are upholding more, trying to uphold more freedom, which costs more uh, an injured and uh, will cause more injured and unnecessary death due to policy, mandate, or by violence. Uh, people being pressured until they have nothing is generally a really bad strategy. Um, especially when they have got nothing more to lose. As never cage an animal that is already insecure or fearful of what to do next. Because at first they will remain silent. Then they will speak up a little bit and then they will attack. And sadly we'll see more of these types of which I can start to call war. Furthering the divide of society and support structures, making us weak from within and falling, the, having the risks of our support structures falling apart, on which we are bold, uh, built and uphold our strength 
if uh, do they want to achieve that I don't know but one thing that we should not do is let ourselves be divided as protection professionals and both of the groups would need to be feeling of safety and security because sooner or later one of these groups will come together and analyze what's going on and feel both the heat because there is always a time when the safety and uh, safety and security group will some part need to transfer to the part of freedom someday as i do think that some parts of the personal freedom are granted but maintained so i hope that this gave you some insights on what's going on here in the netherlands and uh, some parts of the secure mindset here and here as well let me know what you think this was a long video and long podcast so please uh, comment like and subscribe and this is uh, was a good one and i hope that we on the future will be uh not be dealing with uh, more tyrannical measures uh, from us as protection professionals and as citizens so right this was Robbie for uh, for secure might say protection rescue and lifestyle don't forget to think before you protect and stay strong in these times secure might say Love and